0: anymore, but um. well today um, we're going to run our race. <laughs> run your race. Sure. Yeah, run your race. Um, never to guess where I got this title from. Anybody watching the Olympics? <laughs> I should say swim your race. Huh? Well, inside of us, we all have our own race that we have to complete. Now, the scripture that we're looking at, uh, Paul is talking about the um, Olympics, basically, and how that the people ha- had known um, how that uh, they had the, the, um, the Romans had games and so on, in which contestants would, you know, strive for the prize of the, the wreath that you would put on top of their head and uh, the laurel that they would contain. And he would say that, you, don't, you You run the race to win something that's going to perish. And he is talking about how that we can run our race and to receive that which is imperishable. So today as we think of our race, your race, that each of us are involved in it. We're all involved in a race. Okay? Yeah, some would say, well, my race is over. <laughs> you know, or... It's too hot to run my race today. <laughs> and you know all the little things that we would say in our minds that it's too hard, it's too far, I've come, you know, I finished. Well, you didn't finish or you wouldn't be here. You know, you'd be in the grave. So it doesn't mean you'd be sitting at home that you're finished. No, you finish whenever you go home to heaven. So that the, ra- the race is too great, the-, the things are too hard, the problems, excuse me, the problems are too great. You know, all the things that go into our lives about, about what we can and cannot do. How many have those voices in your head to tell you, don't do this, don't do that, don't go there, you know? Well, I have one advice for you. You swat them. Yes, <laughs> swat them. Did you know this is a lethal weapon? If flies had a... Um, radio station, they would broadcast, emergency, emergency, they got the flyswatter out, get out of town. So I'm going to have fun with this today. (laughs) So I I, I don't like to be, um, you know, I I, I have a hard time trying, trying not to be, uh, you know, here and listening to those voices and stuff, we always have those voices go on. But sometimes there are just some people that specialize in how bad everything is, okay? There are some people like that. I happen to come within earshot of one this week. And it wasn't, it wasn't where I eat breakfast. It was at McDonald's. <laughs> and I was eating breakfast there. I had my oatmeal. All right. So anyhow, I'm there, and I'm, for whatever reason, oh, I know what it was. I was supposed to go to the dentist at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I got there, and they, I was misunderstood what they said. They just wanted to x-ray me and tell me when I, they could see me. I, oh, I wanted it done now. And they go, oh, we can't do it now, okay. So I canceled that and went out and had uh, oatmeal. Well, I happened to be standing at the, the counter after I ordered my oatmeal. And I hear this person off in the distance, is my coffee ready yet? He's <laughs> like, yes, sir, it's, go- it's ready, okay. And he, then he comes up and he says, you should have more people working here. <laughs> I don't like your coffee anyhow. <laughs> and he told the lady he told the lady off for not having the coffee done. Okay? Then he went over and sat down with a, a lady who was there, and whether it was his wife or whomever, I don't know. But she's trying to like it's okay. What's well, not okay? Listen to me. That's what he would always say. Listen to me. And he would start off on something that was wrong. And I'm there like I should say something to him, you know, I should just pl- plot a good thought in his mind. Then he started complaining about people I know. And he was talking about these people, they live such and such a place, they have seven dogs and cats in their house. I goes, I never saw one. <laughs> and, I, and my thought was, he's making up things to be mad about. <laughs> He's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't, the truth isn't good enough. You've got to make it up. You know, sometimes the things that we make up in our mind are just beyond truth. <laughs> They're beyond the natural s- scheme of things. And we would say things like, "It's I can never do this. You know, I, I, I would never be able to. Or why should I even start? Stop that. Stop <laughs> that. And now I was thinking I was going to go over there and, you know, fix him, you know, swat him one right across the shoulder because that's where the things were going in he was listening to. and Yeah, so anyhow, I was going to go over and tell him. And then it was like, okay, God, what should I say to him? And what came back to me was, this is not the time. Don't cast your pearls before swine. It's like, whoa, shouldn't I tell him that he's he's wrong? (laughs) He wasn't ready for that. But in his but in his mind, you know, and, and I was thinking, you know, we're up there, McDonald's not too far from the cemetery, I almost said, you know, you should just go crawl in there. You're already dead. You just haven't fallen over yet. And and you see, whenever we listen to the things that take away from God's plan for us, we are we're listening to things that aren't for us to listen to. See, the devil, (laughs) evil, does not want us to accomplish the things in our future, okay? So you can't write them off and say you're too old, not smart enough, not good enough, too many sins, not too many that, all the negative things you need to, God's not telling us that. God is not telling us how defeated we are. God is telling us how victorious we are how victorious we are. We need to remember that God is telling us we are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That when Christ is with us and we are with him, we are unstoppable. In fact, that's in one of the scriptures. It says that if with, your, if with heart and soul you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped? That's First Peter. I'll get to that later. But do you think you can be stopped? So, do you think you can be stopped? Do you think that, the, the, that evil and the devil and the people and whatever can stop you from getting to what is your God-given destiny, what is your God-given gifts? They can't. The only thing that can stop us from becoming is how we view God's working in our life. If we view God's working in our life as minimal... Or as occasional, no, we're not going to make it. We'll, we'll just kind of get stuck along the way. But you see, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning of verse 24, Paul here is talking about this. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. <laughs> okay, You've all been to the stadium to see the athletes race. Well, that's what we've done this past week. With the Olympics, we've all been sitting in our uh, living rooms or wherever and had the TV on, and we've all seen the athletes swim, <laughs> and so they're just starting the, the races now with the, you know, the indoor track and field, or the outdoor track and field. So we've all been to the stadium, we've all seen the race. So there's a crowd of people there, and, they are, uh, and there's a crowd from many nations watching the athletes. Watching them participate, watching them uh, achieve their gold medals, looking for the striving for the gold, and you, you know, see in some of those races that the uh, the margin of victory, you know, in in <laughs> the length two lengths of a pool sometimes can be less than a quarter of an inch. <laughs> Can't imagine that you swim all that way and you're beaten by a quarter of an inch. And, perhaps, and the one, one thing, I think it was maybe the four or five were all separated by less than, you know, three quarters of an inch, <laughs> an inch, you know. And so what are they doing? They're, they train, they train, they train, they train. So you see, everyone runs. Everyone prepares for these Olympic trials or these Olympic games, but only one wins, and, Paul says, they run to win. Every one of them is participating. They don't go in there with the idea, wow, I hope I can lose big today. <laughs> yeah, I hope I can come in last. You know, No, when that starting bell, gun, whatever sounds, they're off. And their goal is to win. But in, the, in these games, only one wins. Only one person or one team comes up with the gold. In our race, we run to complete it. And that if we complete our course, we win. (laughs) We win the gold because we get to walk on it. (laughs) We get to walk on streets of gold. You know, we don't get to wear it because wear, wear it. What value is gold when you can walk on it? You know? So we walk on streets of gold. So the, the, the contestants in the games and Paul says this here every, everyone runs, one wins, run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternal. Hmm. You see, they, the, the good, all good athletes train hard. They train hard you know, Phelps, do you imagine how many hours he spends in the pool? (laughs) I mean, to be able to win and to continue, you know, day after day and have all those races pushed into a short period of time and to continue to win, you know? There are people there that have one race to, 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 to compete in and, you know, and he has four, five, I don't know how many, but he has... One in every one of his races, and there are people competing against him that only have one time they get to swim, and he beats them. He trains very, very hard. I don't know anything else about him, but I know that he trains very, very hard. So, you see, how do we train? How do we train for our race? We train for our race by our thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. We train by what we say, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That we train by taking the Word of God into our hearts. That, you know, as we receive the Word into our life, it, it changes us. So we are training our hearts, we're training our spirits. We're training our spiritual man and our physical man to win the race. Now, what is winning the race? Well, we say, well, the, the goal is to get to heaven. <laughs> yes, that's the goal. Ultimate goal is we all want to go to heaven. But um, we, f- we find how that God, by his word, has given us the insight into how we should live our life now and be involved in this race that, is, we are, that we are involved in. You see, we find that life, life, has, life has its ups and downs. Uh, life has its ins and outs. Life can be very difficult at times. I mean, you know, it is. I, I deal with people all the time in the most, some of the most difficult times of their life. And... And, so, and last night we were we were visiting at uh, the nursing home, and uh, a, a lady comes in, says, introduces her and herself, and she's she, and I said they were trying to introduce her to me, and she says, "Oh, I know him." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I I her they they looked familiar, but I didn't remember them, and you know she was saying, "Well, you you were with me and our family when my sister died." and she went through this whole thing about where they were at and what they did and what I said and all those things, and <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean I didn't do them, and it doesn't mean that what we did didn't have an impact. You see, my, my goal in being with people and helping people is that, that the Spirit would inspire and comfort use the words that I say, and the expression and the spirit of them, of, the, of what I want to do, would touch their lives in a very comforting manner and give them strength to go through this, to deal with this, not only for the one who is dying, but for the one who is surviving. And you see, it, that's, and, and to do that, I believe that it's God who wants me to do that, Okay. I've got to believe that this is part of my race, and this is part of the race that I want to win, that you want to help as many people as you can feel, sense, understand, receive God into their life. And here we are, every one of us have our own race to, to, to run. We have our own race, and that you are doing things that are very, very important. You are touching lives by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God reflective in your thoughts, in your words, in your prayers, in your your writings. (laughs) You know, just a simple message. You are conveying, so we never, never, ever downplay what we're able to do, the people that we know and the people we're involved with because you have God in your life and there are people out there that need what you have they need God and so God within then will use you in your race to touch their lives doing the things that you do <laughs> you are anointed by God to be the person that you are now we are now being in training here this morning we're in training we're in a steam room Sweating off all the excess spiritual fat. (laughs) We're in training here. Spiritual training. Receiving the word of God into our life so that the word of God can swat those thoughts. (laughs) Swat those thoughts. Yeah, I lost that almost. Then he almost, uh, well, anyhow, do I need a wireless mic? <laughs> I need something. God, you know what I need? <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, where was I? You swat those thoughts. And in conclusion. <laughs> swat that thought. <laughs> Yeah, put it in my eye can. There we go. Put it in my coffee can. It gurgles. Um, so we need to allow the word of God, the strength of God to be with us. And so the word of the word of God becomes our strength, becomes our sustenance. When Jesus met the woman at the well, you know, he was there by himself and the disciples went into town and they went in to get food and while he was there the woman came out to meet him and she talked to him talked to jesus talked to him jesus talked to her about her life and and she in the end of it goes back into town comes to a man told me everything and the disciples came back and jesus said i have meat to eat that you know not of see there is a there is a spiritual life that is part of us that that receives from the kingdom of god receives from the spirit of god and what we're doing is going back to that sermon a few weeks ago about acknowledging, simply acknowledging God, where we're at, what we're doing, pausing to ask God to be part of the day. You know, before we pull out of the, in the car, out of the driveway, we just pause and say, God, you know, this is your day. When we get up in the morning before we begin, begin anything, God, this is your day lead me, guide me. In, in our, our conversations with people, we say, God, you know, after it's all over, we say, oh, did I say the right thing? We go back, we say, God, I pray that you help me in these words that would say the right thing. Know when to speak and know when not to. <laughs> you know, that we don't have a bad report. We always have a good report. A good report of what God is doing. You see, you have a testimony. You don't have a sermon. Okay? You have a testimony. You don't have a sermon. And you see, this, this individual who was um, at McDonald's, um, he was uh, an angry, frustrated, hate-filled person because probably, I'm guessing, somewhere in his life he was very much disappointed. What he dreamed would come to pass didn't. And he's found himself here in life and not doesn't enjoy any of it. And you see, for us, we have something entirely different. That we have a calling. We have a divine purpose. We have divine assistance. We have divine empowering. We have divine leading. We have divine, a divine spirit alive inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And that he will teach us all things that he will open doors that cannot be opened he will close doors that that we would try to kick open he will lead us in the path of righteousness for God's namesake you see what we have we have something very very powerful we have someone very very powerful and influential and you can't do the good without knowing that the good is going to receive a harvest Yes, there are people who are going to try and put it down, whatever, but that's not the point. God is going to reward us for the faithful things that we have done. And you see, I'm giving, Paul says here, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I mean, every day, every day, every day. How many know what every day is? Today is an every day. But that doesn't mean it's ordinary. It's an everyday occasion that God is going to be empowered in our life and instill his spirit to, to flow through us and guide us. And Paul says, I'm going to run for the finish line. I'm giving it everything. Uh, not sloppy, No sloppy living for me. <laughs> Why? We have a purpose. Every day has a purpose. You know, every day has a purpose. I'm not going to get caught napping, <laughs> telling, every, telling everyone else all about it and then missing out on my, for myself. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to give up on what I'm, where I'm at and what I'm doing. You see, we simply begin by acknowledging God. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you everything give thanks. I'm acknowledging God's ability to turn this around from what I see to what he wants. First Peter, if with heart and soul you've done, you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped? Do you think you can be stopped? Remember Isaiah 59 verse, uh, verse 19, when the enemy comes in, comma. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Like a flood. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, we often do it the other way. When, this, when the enemy comes in like a flood. No. When the enemy comes in, he's just that gnat. That's <laughs> just a buzzing around. And God comes in by this flood of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit into our lives and just crushes the enemy. And you see, all those little thoughts that come into your mind and say you can't, or you're not good enough, and it's beyond you and beyond, we need to just, God, you're like a flood just just smashing that net. <laughs> you're like, you're like the, the, the power of the Holy, you are the power of the Holy Spirit, just crushing that, that thought and that, that scheme of things to destroy me. But God is there, and he's getting us ready. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are. You see, be ready. And how are we ready? We're ready because we acknowledge God. There are things that we can say and do that will touch people's lives in a way that no one else can. And we pray, God, what I say, what I do, may it be anointed by you and may may it accomplish your will. And the last verse in, uh, in that section, verse 18, he went through, through it all, meaning Jesus, was put to death and then made alive to bring us to God. God went through all of this to bring us to him. Everything that God went through, everything that Christ went through here for his time of ministry and his living, he went through for us so that we could, be, so we could come to God, so that we have an open door into the kingdom of heaven. And this is God's kingdom. I don't care what anybody else says. This is God's kingdom. You are God's child. And anything that tells you different, you swat it. <laughs> you swat that thought. You know, there's this, um, there's this joke. I, I'm going to close with this. You know, it's hot. But anyhow, there's this joke. This, uh, these two guys are digging a ditch. And there's a lady who is the, the boss. And the two guys say, why is a woman up there giving us orders? And the guy says, I don't know. Why don't you go ask her? So he climbs out of the ditch and goes up and asks her. He says, why is it that we're digging a ditch and you're the boss? And the lady says, because I'm smarter. Because you're smarter? Yeah, I'm smarter than you. Guy says, well, prove it. So she goes over and she says to the guy, pick up that shovel. She puts her hand up against the tree and he he tells the man to swing the shovel and hit her hand. So he swings the shovel. She moves her hand and hit the tree. And she says, see, I'm smarter than you. And he goes, what? I don't know. How that? So he goes down in the ditch and he tells his friend, he says, she says she's smarter than us. Well, how is she smarter than us? I said, I don't know. He said to the guy, you pick up that shovel, hit my hand. You're smarter than the devil. <laughs> because God's spirit in you is smarter than evil. So allow the spirit of God to give you life, to give you the fruit of his spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, kindness. You know. Give those things to our life. Grow those things in our life. And you see, God knows how to rescue the godly from every trial. That's 2 Peter 2.9. God knows how to rescue the godly from every trial. There is never a temptation, never a trial that we enter into that God doesn't already have a way of escape. So if we found ourselves someplace where we're trapped, you're not listening to God. We need to listen to God, seek his face, and allow his spirit to speak through us. Amen? Let's stand, shall we? So we're going to run our race. (laughs) We're going to run our race and we're going to swat those thoughts, (laughs) you know, those gnats that get after us. Get them out of the way. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the race that is before us. God, we thank you for the preparation you give us. Pray, O Lord, for your spirit to abound in us and to give us strength for the day and that we may serve you and our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. Bless, O Lord, our lives, that we may be a blessing for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you.